Welcome back to another week's edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer in Atlanta. My name is Cleve Gaddis, and I'm so glad you've joined us. In this first segment, we're going to give you the Metro Atlanta real estate update for the last seven days. Residential real estate update. Those single-family detached, those condos, those townhomes. We're going to tell you what's going on in the last seven days so you, as a listener to this show, can keep your pulse on real estate in Metro Atlanta. In our Something You Should Know About Metro Atlanta, what are some of the tallest buildings in Atlanta and how do the buildings in Atlanta in height compare to buildings in other major metro cities throughout the country? And if you or someone you know is preparing to age in place, what are some of the things you need to do to prepare the home to allow that to happen? My name is Cleve Gaddis. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry typical with life's biggest investments. We want to connect with you. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back if you want to, share ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight. How cool would that be? To hear some details about your neighborhood. That always happens in our fourth segment of the show. And you can subscribe to our podcast. And we would love for you to be a podcast subscriber for sure. Let's take a look at the Metro Atlanta real estate, residential real estate market for the last seven days. The market is heating up. The market is heating up. But it still seems like there is more buyer demand than there are sellers who need to sell their home. In the last seven days, 1,688 homeowners have listed their homes for sale in the first multiple listing service. During that same seven-day period, almost 300 or 250 more homes went under contract than were listed. 1,906 homes went under contract, and there were 2,478 closings. You say, gosh, that sounds like a lot of closings. Well, Atlanta had 115,000 closings. Metro Atlanta had 115,000 closings that were recorded in the first multiple listing service in 2021. So the reality is there is over 2,000 a week on average every week. And here's the kicker, and this is the one thing I really hope you'll pay attention to because I feel for all the buyers in the market today who feel trapped in their current living situation because they can't find another home and they can't compete with people who um, have cash, who have better qualified financing, who uh, are maybe move-up buyers. And I feel for those people. But listen to this. 516 home sellers in Metro Atlanta decreased the price of their home in the last seven days. 516. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I know that one of those 516 homes will be exactly right for you. But here's what I will tell you. One of them could be. So what happens is when a seller lists a home and the market does not accept the price of that home, doesn't think it matches the condition of the home, the location of the home, those types of things, then a seller is forced to reduce the price. Sometimes if you think for just a minute as a buyer, and I know this is not easy because what a buyer wants is to buy a house and move in, move in ready, have it look exactly like it should in 2022. I know it's not 2020, I mean, excuse me, 2023. I know it's not 2023 yet, 
But that's what a buyer's looking for. But what if you found homes that miss the mark in that regard, but you could very easily and quickly either include the financing cost to finance the repairs or possibly work with a company like ours that could help you do the repairs either before or after closing, depending upon the situation. And basically, you could pay us back uh, for that inf- for, for those repairs. You could pay us back through, um, you know, when you get your mortgage or, or, or however that might work. So the reality is, however that might work best for you, if you feel stuck, and you want to know that you're looking at all of the homes where sellers have identified themselves as, hey, I'm more likely to negotiate with you this week than last week, reach out to us, 770-497-0000, or visit gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. I'd love to get one of my buyer specialists to set you up on an exclusive search that is designed to identify in your geographic area and around that area. Homes where sellers might be more motivated to negotiate with you so that you might have an upper hand and that you might find a home where you can enjoy your life every single day. And I hear something you should know about Metro Atlanta segment. What are some of the tallest buildings in Atlanta? Uh, For those who are interested in seeing pictures, uh, you should also go to our Facebook page. Just go like uh, Go Gaddis Real Estate on Facebook and you will see pictures of these buildings along with this segment. Atlanta, believe it or not, is home to 39 skyscrapers, all of which are over 400 feet tall. Most of them are clustered around Peachtree Street, downtown Midtown Buckhead. There's a couple probably in the Perimeter Mall area. The tallest building in Atlanta is the 55-story Bank of America Plaza, which rises 1,023 feet and was completed in 1992. It's the one that is just north of the interchange, so it's at the very south end of Midtown. It was the tallest building in the United States outside of New York City and Chicago and the eighth tallest building in the U.S. overall. The second tallest building in Atlanta is Truist Plaza, and I believe Truist Plaza is actually at the north end of Midtown, if I'm not. Oh, that's not true. Truist Plaza, I believe, is the building that is just at the north end of downtown Atlanta on the south side of the interchange. Um, you may or may not know the answer to that question. If you do, go to gogaddisradio.com and tell me. The history of skyscrapers in Atlanta began with a completion in 1892. Now, if you drive through downtown or you're at the at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium and you see the Equitable Building, kind of a brownish, grayish, uh, rectangular building that springs out from the ground, it was built in 1892. I cannot imagine they were able to build a building like that in 1892. The city later went on. Uh, through a major building boom which began in the 1980s and continued until the mid-1990s. Most of the city's skyscrapers, including its fourth tallest, have been completed since 1985. As of February 2020, the entire city had 17 completed skyscrapers that rise at least 492 feet, more than any other city in the southeastern United States except Miami. The equitable building, again completed in 1892, is generally regarded as the first high-rise in the city. The city saw completion of 13 of its 40 tallest buildings, including the Bank of America Plaza, SunTrust Plaza, which is now Truist Plaza, One Atlantic Center, and 191 Peachtree Tower in the 1980s and the 1990s. Several of the downtown buildings, and I remember this because one of my clients was a contractor who was replacing some of the broken windows in the Peachtree Plaza Hotel, but a lot of the hotels were damaged or tall buildings were damaged in a major tornado in March of 2008. 
Glass was scattered several hundred feet. It took workers several days to clean everything up. There was no structural damage, but there was tons and tons and tons of windows that needed to be replaced. Believe it or not, window blinds and other objects from the tall buildings were found as far away as Oakland Cemetery. And Oakland Cemetery is not just right around the corner. That is a big deal. So some great information, something you should know about Metro Atlanta, Atlanta's tallest buildings. What have you heard your loved ones say? The stairs are getting hard to climb. Or since my wife died, I just open a can of soup for dinner every day. Or I've lived here 40 years. No other place will feel like home. Wouldn't your heart ache for them? Would you feel helpless? Well, the reality is, is you don't need to feel helpless. There's lots of things that we can do to help people age in place. One third of American homes today house residents over the age of 60. And 90% of those residents would prefer to stay in their homes for as long as humanly possible. With more Americans living well into old age, that may seem like a tall order, but planning ahead can make aging in place more achievable for you and your loved one. Here are some practical tips. If you have got someone who wants to age in place and you're responsible for helping, you're responsible for their care, first of all, start by fixing walkways. Repair cracked or uneven areas of walkways that could prove hazardous. Also, in interior hallways. Improve lighting. Install point lighting at the front door and motion sensor lights focused on the stairwell to make entering the home and climbing the stairs safer. Add railings. I never thought about this before, but I only have railings on one side of my stairs. Add a second set of railings on the opposite wall, and it'll make climbing much easier as you or someone you know ages. Safety-proof the kitchen. Switch to appliances with easy-to-read controls and simple-to-push button interfaces. I wouldn't have thought about that. But installing something like a lazy Susan or roll-out shelving in pantries and cabinets will make it easier to access food items, dishes, pots, pans, and more. It can be kind of problematic just to get your stuff out of the cabinets. And guard against slip and, slip and falls in the bathroom. I'm 53 years old. I see how people who get older could lose their balance very easy. Add non-slip flooring and a securely attached grab bar to the shower. Consider building in a permanent bench or purchase a sturdy shower chair. Install a handheld adjustable height shower head with a hose to help direct the water. You can also add, in addition to your home security system, you can look at the things that automate lighting. And then do your online research to know how to become acquainted with available senior resources. I think it's so important. Uh, so many of our senior citizens have contributed so much to this world that we sort of owe it to them to help them live their final years, however many they will be, uh, in comfort. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Birchfield and Capital City Home Loans. John makes it his mission to guide each home buyer step-by-step through the entire loan process so they are confident and educated and all the mortgage options available and can make the best choices along the way. They can be reached by calling 678-226-7887, 678-226-7887. If you need to sell your home now or anytime within the next six months, you need to give us a call or go to gogaddisradio.com. Click on sell for $28,000 more. Why $28,000 more? Because that's how much more we think we can help you sell your home for than your neighbor sold their home for. If you want to find out more, go gaddisradio.com. Click on sell for $28,000 more. Put in some information. We'll get back to you. We need to take a quick break. When we come back, Brett Gordon, CEO of World Class, World Class Property Inspections, will be here talking about the other black mold. Every time he's on, we get tons and tons of listener calls, so you probably want to stay tuned. Stick with us. We'll be back. We'll be back. 